You're listening to the First Baptist Church Broken Arrow podcast. To learn more about the church, visit us at fbcba.org. Today's sermon comes from our pastor, Dr. Matt Brooks. Christmas church. Oh, if you would open your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews this morning, Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12. My name is Matt Brooks. I'm the senior pastor here at First Baptist Church of Broken Arrow. What an honor it is to celebrate the joy of Christ at Christmas with you, but then also in this last Sunday of the year, prepare our hearts for what God has for us in 2023. We have been in a series called Father Christmas called Finding God the Father in His Christmas Story. And what we've done is that we have taken the themes of Advent, hope and peace and love and joy, and we've seen them through the lens of God the Father. Our our staff has put together a wonderful Advent devotional. It's still not too late on Christmas Day to celebrate that with your family. If you want to text the word Father to 45776, we would love to give that resource to you. Today I want to talk to you about the joy of faith, the joy that can only come from God Himself, A Christmas that is filled with Jesus will be full of joy. Now, notice I didn't say the word happiness. Happiness is not joy. You can lose happiness just as quick as you find it. Because happiness is based upon our circumstances, whether up or down. No, joy is a gift from God. Thus, joy is of God. It is God's nature to fill you with His joy in Christ. Thus, the story of Christmas then centers around God's desire for his joy to permanently be in us through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. And it's this joy that as we celebrate Christ at Christmas today, Christmas will come and go. But it's this joy that goes on and on as Christ is in us for his glory. You know, there are many images of God's people throughout the Bible. Did you realize that you are the jewel of God's crown in Zechariah 9.16? That is why then that Peter describes us in 1 Peter 1.14 as obedient children. We are not these random molecules in some distant galaxy. No, you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Made in his image, saved by his son so his joy can be full in you. That is why we must live each day with intentionality in complete alignment to his word and to his desire as a faithful soldier, Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and 4. But one of my favorite imageries about how the Bible describes us as runners in a race, that we are to run this race for Christ, not aimlessly, but purposefully in his joy. There's just one requirement. Uh, I heard of a race this week that is spreading across the nation. In fact, now it's transcontinental. And it's a marathon that has a very interesting requirement. It's not a time requirement. It's not like the Boston Marathon or the New York Marathon. You have to run a certain time to be required to run in this race. No, the only 
requirement for the Santa run is that you have to run in a Santa suit. So whether it's a 5K or a half marathon or a full marathon, you got to wear the jacket, you got to wear the hat. Of, you know, some of these races are in August, so necessarily a beard wouldn't be required. Uh, there's also no specifications if you have to run with a, a bowl full of jelly as well, right? But my point is, the only way that you can get credited to run in this race is that you start and finish in a Santa costume. It is this sense of Christmas that we remind ourselves of the hope and the peace and the love and the joy that is available abundantly to us by God through Christ, through one requirement, faith. A full, complete trust in his son. And so what I want to do from Hebrews chapter 12, the author of Hebrews is writing to encourage Jewish Christ followers. Christ followers who were struggling with neglect, with spiritual immaturity, with confidence in how to live out this faith in the world around them. And this author reminds them of the power and the love and the hope and the peace and the joy in them. And from Hebrews 11, one of the greatest chapters of faith in the entire Bible, the author of Hebrews says this in Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely to us. And let us run with endurance then the race that is set before us. Doing what? How? Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The author of Hebrews describes the journey in this race with Christ as a long, disciplined, sacrificial race. The word for race actually means agony, agonizing, long suffering. And life can be like that, can it not? There will be challenges in following Christ. There will be sacrifices in following Christ. There will be things that we will have to set aside. There will be choices that we'll make. We will have to say no to some things and say yes to Jesus. There is a price in striving for holiness, fleeing sinfulness and pursuing Christ's likeness. But can I tell you it's worth it? Can I tell you that God honors the faith of his people and his joy can be yours this Christmas and in 2023? With this in mind, the author of Hebrews encourages us in this race. That we're running a race that many have run before us. That we're never running this race alone. There's always a desire and a focus in how we are to pursue this race. And so he says then, therefore, we've been surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. And it, it invokes here this stadium full of people. Like you've been in some of those circumstances before. We've all been to great concerts where there's just this culture and ethos among the people. It's like, this is the place to be. We've all watched our favorite teams in Norman and Stillwater and Tulsa. You've sensed that, you know, there's something about this crowd that, that is empowering and changing the play on the field. And if you've watched our favorite teams this year, man, they needed it, right? The sense here is, is not that this crowd is watching us, but that, no, we watch them. And that's why this imagery here of clouds is fitting. You know, in Oklahoma, we can appreciate the clouds that bring rain. We can appreciate the clouds that 
provide shade or amusement as we go from place to place. It's this sense that this author of Hebrews encourages us. That God's enduring faithfulness through the testimony of his people serve as a motivation for us to joyfully follow Christ. So we have these clouds of witnesses. In Hebrews 11, it consisted of Noah, who chose the words of God over men. Oh, what joy is available in our lives when we do the same. It's like a man like Abraham who put faith in God's promises over his own assurances. Abraham didn't even know where he was supposed to go. All he knew was that God told him and that God would be with him. Oh, what joy in our lives are available when we have such faith. Hebrews 11 mentions Moses who chose the rewards of God over the temporal riches of man. Oh, these things will come and go. These gifts will come and go. But there's a gift that lasts forever. We've been surrounded by these clouds of witnesses. You know, even people around us. God's faith through them can motivate us. I, I can't help but think of any Christmas and not think of my grandmother who, you know, for over 85 years of her life, faithfully loved the Lord. And, and every Christmas Eve when I was a kid was spent right in her living room with her and my grandpa. And, you know, we, you always have your chairs, grandma and grandpas, don't we? And we would sit at the feet of my grandmother's chair, about 30 of us in this living room, and we would, in awe-inspiring wonder, listen to her quote verbatim the Christmas story from Luke 2, 21 verses. And in the days there arose a census from Caesar Augustus, who went throughout all the land. And she would just verse by verse, and the inflection and the affection of Jesus changed my life. And so here I am now, 30 years removed from this memory. And I gathered with my family last night around our tree in our living room. And before we opened just one present in preparation for today, we read about the greatest gift God has given from Luke chapter 2. Oh, we've been surrounded by these clouds of witnesses. You know, for me, it was my parents as well, who my dad would intentionally link the Christmas story with, with the Easter story. That you know what, uh, the story of Christmas in isolation is, is just that. It's just, it's just a story. No, don't miss the significance. This is not a Hallmark show. This story isn't just the pageantry about a babe born in a desolate place in Bethlehem. No, this story is about the king of the universe setting aside his preexistent glory to come and rescue his people. That of the intent of God the Father, it pleased him. Even the author of Hebrews says in verse 2, that he, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That though in him the fullness of deity dwells, Paul says in Colossians 2, 9, he added to his humanity and came to rescue us as the son of God and the son of David and chose to be the son of man to give his life for a ransom for many, to save us so we can become like him. And my dad was so intentional about reminding of how Christmas prepares us for Easter and how this manger set the stage for a cross and a king who's enthroned forever. And in God and sense of humor, my mom would often get Christmas and Easter mixed up. And so she would sometimes hide our Christmas presents. 
And so the beauty of that is that, you know, months later, you know, January, February, March, we'd, we'd find another one. And so it was kind of Christmas all over again. Oh, these clouds of witnesses. You know, if you study individuals throughout history, it is often one person in their life that motivated them. It is often just one person in their life that believed in them. It's just one person in their life that saw something greater in them. Athletically, for me, it was a coach who came to me in sixth and seventh grade and said, Maddie, what do you want to do with your life? And he said, I don't think you're dreaming big enough. I think you need to raise that bar. You have talent, but talent's not enough. You gotta apply that talent and you gotta fuse it with hard work and the glory of God and stand in wonder of what he'll do with your life. Who is it this upcoming year that you can provide such hope to? Who is it this upcoming year that you can light a flame, that you can help them achieve their goals, that you can be these clouds of witnesses that allow us even spiritually for Christ to set aside anything that uselessly diverts our attention from the mission of Christ, that drains our energy from running for Christ, that surrounds or entangles us or slows us down from running with Christ. What are you holding on to that is keeping you from running for Jesus. And will you set it aside? And will you look to Jesus? The impetus in verse 2 conveys a continual discipline in looking away from everything else and maintaining a fixed, constant gaze upon the perfect Christ, the model of Christ, the source of our endless joy. Christ. You see, have you ever watched how people run? You know, some people run just like this, don't they? Can't even see what's going on out here. They're too busy looking right here. Some people run like this. They're so tense. You can see every vein in their body, every muscle strained. Some people run like this, don't they? Just kind of aimlessly, eyes closed. When will this be over? Some people run like this, don't they? <laughs> uh, Brent and I one time ran a half marathon. I ran the whole half marathon like this. When will this be over? When will this be over? When will this be over? You ever seen how people run? See, spiritually, if we're not careful, we'll run the same way. You see, we'll, we'll run in 2023 just like we've run before, straight down. Not looking up to the Lord straight down. Every day is planned. We have our calendars. We have our agendas. And before you know it, we stop living by faith. And we only live by sight. No more. Look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of your faith. Some of us, we've run like this, haven't we spiritually? We're so tense. Every molehill is a mountain. Every time we turn on the TV, we see something trending on social media, we get a phone call or a text, it just sets us off about the government and about the world and about all of these other things. No, may we hold tight to Jesus. Everything else, trust him with. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Some of us, if we're honest, we just look up, don't we? We just look up, aimlessly wandering. No goals, and thus no expectations. 
No intentionality at all. What is God's best for your life in 2023? If you even ask him, keep your eyes on Jesus. Some of us, we wake up every day, no more. We have the risen king of the universe alive and on his throne. We have the king of glory alive in us. His hope, his peace, his love, and his joy abound in us because they abide in us. Let's hit every day and run this race for him. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy set before him despised the shame, seated at the right hand of the throne of God, who joyfully chose to set aside his pre-existent glory, to obey the will of the Father, to die the death that was meant for us, to provide a sacrifice that was sufficient in our place, to provide you with hope and love and peace and joy from God himself. And so it is now, as you have your candle, and you know it's still cold outside, we probably should have lit these a little bit earlier. But it's with this candle as you leave here that I'm wanting you to symbolically state, as Christ's light shines in me, may I shine his light to others. And so we have here these candles that represent these things, hope, peace, love, and joy. So it is from this middle candle, which represents the Jesus candle, that we will light all other candles. But so it is also the challenge that I give to you, that you will Run in 2023 with this joy that abounds in you by faith. Number one, just faith. No more. Identifying yourself in traditions, customs, systems, or words of men. No more. Just faith in the work that Christ has done on your behalf. Thus then, your life is only consumed by Jesus. You will not allow the words of men, the titles of men, achievements, failures to define you. For your identity is in Christ, who he says you are, and what he has done on your behalf. Thus then, your joy is complete when your yes is on the table. You say, what does that mean? Anything God asks, the answer is yes. Your time, your talents... And wherever you go, my answer, Christ, is yes. And may this joy that abounds in you through Christ abide in any circumstance through you in 2023 as you joyfully live for him and run with him like never before. Merry Christmas, sweet church. If you are encouraged by today's message, be sure to subscribe to hear other messages. For more information about our church, be sure to visit us online at fbcba.org. Thanks for listening to our podcast, and always remember, you are loved.